0: I'm going to bring my exhortation from the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Many of you that are familiar with the scripture, you will know that. The wisest man in the world in this time. Verse 1 says, cast your bread upon the waters, put it on Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 1. Cast your bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days he said give a portion to seven and also to eight for thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth and it went on for six verses and what what solomon was telling us is do good wherever you find yourself do good wherever you find yourself he said we human means we are like water that flows amen And so he said just cast your bread upon that water it's flowing downstream said you will find that bread when you need it amen that is why it says the water is carrying your bread and it might meet you down the stream cast your bread upon the waters and you shall find it after many days praise the lord and so that is really telling us that sowing and reaping is really the title of this exhortation. What a man sows, so shall what that is what he will reap. And uh, the summary of it is put on Psalm one twenty six verse five and six. Psalm one twenty six verse five. Whatever you sow, when you sow good. That good will meet you. It will, it may, don't expect that this man that is so good to me is the one that's going to bless me back. It doesn't have to be him that's going to bless you back. But if you are sowing good, the good will return and meet you. That's what Solomon many saying. Cast your bread upon the waters. You shall find it after many days. Say, so give, give a portion to seven. Don't stop at seven. Give to eight. Don't stop at eight. Give to nine. That is... Keep on giving, keep on giving, keep on giving. Keep on doing good because it shall finally come to meet you sometime down the road. Let me give you one story in the Bible. The story of Jonathan, the son of Saul. Many of us that are familiar with the scriptures, you may know the story of so- Jonathan was the son of King Saul. King Saul was the king that was rejected by God. But because of his rejection, God chose David to be the next king. And David was a young man. King Saul heard that that Prophet Samuel has anointed David to become the next king. And he didn't like it. And he wanted to get rid of David because he wanted his own line to be the king in Israel. But Jonathan was the son of King Saul, who should be the next king. But Jonathan loved David, so the story. He also heard that God has anointed David, but he preferred David to be king instead of himself. Because of that triangle, you can say triangle, the father hated this man, his son loved this man. He was doing good to King to David. When Jonathan was helping David, even. Saul wanted to kill even Jonathan himself. In the end, Jonathan made a covenant with David. In 1 Samuel, chapter 18, you can go ahead and read 1 Samuel, chapter 18, verse 1, to see Jonathan. You can go to 2 Samuel, chapter 9, and see where Jonathan reaped the reward. They actually made a covenant between Jonathan and David, and said, the Lord be a witness between me and you. That even after I am no more here, you will still be loving my, my family. And if you know the story, many years come by, Jonathan was killed in war. Saul was killed in war. King David, David became king. Many years came by and Jonathan had only one son, a cripple. After David became king for a long time, God never allowed some people to forget a covenant. God reminded David that you made a covenant with that man Jonathan, who was doing good, just loving him. And God told him that look for Jonathan's sibling, I mean Jonathan's seed. And David called back and said, "Is anybody left in the house of Saul?" Second Samuel chapter nine, verse one. Second Samuel chapter nine, verse one. On 2 Samuel chapter 9, verse 1, you see where Jonathan's seed, called Mephibosheth, was reaping the reward of his father. David said, Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? This could have been 30 years later. But the Bible said, Cast your bread upon the waters. You will find it after me in this. That's all the story we are talking about. Whatever good you do, it may help you. It may come back and help your grandchildren. Amen. If it's not helping your children, maybe your grandchildren that is coming to help. Remember that. So that is why God said, "Cast your bread upon the waters." Amen. Amen. And uh, Psalm one twenty six verse five that we said we should read. Let's let's open that because it gives us some perspective about this. Doing good, whatever wherever you find yourself. Psalm one twenty six verse five, one twenty six. The King David who wrote the book of Psalms said something here. He said, "They that sow in tears shall reap in joy." Now, we say this is sowing and reaping. Sometimes when you want to do good, that is what you—that's what you mean by you are sowing. But sometimes it's not easy. It does not feel comfort, not comfortable. You may have to be weeping while you are sowing. That is what it say: they that sow in tears, but they will reap in joy. Amen. Amen. If you are sowing good, sometimes it's hard on the flesh to give. Now, in many churches, when the Preach something like this. They are talking about come and give donation to church, but that's not what we are talking about. Praise the Lord. We are not collecting donation. We are just telling you how to live your life that God will be blessing you. When you give, whatever you are giving, is sowing. They that sow in tears say they reap in joy. Verse six said, "He that goeth forth and weepeth." You mean they can even weep while they are going forth to do this. The bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. So they're still saying the same thing, many times trying to do good may not feel comfortable, may not feel easy on you, but if you will just sow in tears, God will see to it that the bread you cast upon the waters It will help you down the river. Praise the Lord. Proverbs chapter 22. I'm just going to give you some few Bible verses. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 8. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 8. Now he said, this is the other part of it. He that soweth iniquity shall reap vanity, and the rod of his anger shall fail. Now, that second part of it, people may not understand, what does that mean, the rod of his anger shall fail? He said, when you sow iniquity, what is iniquity? Wickedness. If you are doing something bad, that is sowing also. If you are doing something good, you are sowing good. If you are doing something bad, you are also sowing. But what you sow, you shall reap. Amen? Amen. So he said, if you sow iniquity, you will reap vanity. Now he said, the rod of his anger shall fail. What does that really mean? When the vanity is coming back to haunt you, when the reaping is coming back to haunt you, you may be angry. But that under is the rod of your anger, but it will fail because God will wash over it that. What you sow is what you are reaping. That's why he saw the, that is why it says the rod of his anger shall fail. Another Bible verse. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 18. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 18. Say the wicked walketh a deceitful walk, but to him that soweth righteousness shall be a sure reward. Sow righteousness, and you will see a sure reward. Praise the Lord. Now, like I say, it's sometimes it's not easy to want to sow good things. I mean, you may feel like they wanted us to they i wanted to do good to this fellow but i just can't afford it now but many times you may have to do it with all pain and it's when you are sacrificially doing those good things but god said you you will see your reward in proverbs chapter actually Ecclesiastes chapter 11 that we say let's read verse 4 of that Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 4 because solomon went further give us some perspective in when you do your giving. It's he that observes the wind shall not sow, and he that regards the cloud shall not reap. What does it mean to observe the wind? That is you, people call it laziness, it's observe the wind. If you are trying to go to the farm, maybe you are a farmer, you are trying to go to the farm, Oh, it's too cold today, skip today. Oh, the weather, I think it's going to rain. You skip again. Very soon you will not sow anything. Why? Because you are postponing it, postponing it. But the farmer that wants, you have to be diligent. The same is when you are trying to do good. Sometimes it may not be good. So if you observe the wind, you will not sow. If you regard the cloud, you will not reap because when you think, I want to go to the farm, this is the time for reaping, there may be some cloud that make you feel oh, it's going to rain. Let's postpone the reaping. But this he that observe the wind shall not sow. He that regarded the cloud shall not reap. This, you can apply this principle in all areas of your life. In all areas of your life. Think of if you are trying to study for example, those who are serious better get serious with your study. Oh yeah, well yeah, I have to this I have to you postpone your studying, you're going to miss out on something. I always think of this of my when my kids are growing up that they that they have to do some sports. Sporting events is something that you can see that you better put effort in it. Keep practicing, keep practicing. And that is sowing. And there will be a time for reaping. The same thing with study. If you are doing business and uh, there is has a time that you need to go out and go buy because you're going to buy and then sell. And so all of those things can be applied. It is sowing so that you can reap. Let me give you another story of a woman in the Bible that's so good to a servant of God. We call it the Shunammite woman. The Shunammite woman. Open to it in 2 Kings chapter 4. 2nd Kings chapter 4, from verse 8. It says, cast your bread upon the waters, and thou shalt find it after many days. This woman, maybe she had a restaurant. We don't know, but the Bible said, the prophet Elisha came by that neighborhood. And the woman said, well, maybe she was selling food. I said, maybe she has a small restaurant. Man of God, sit down, serve him food. Maybe he wanted to pay. No, 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 no. You could recognize this man must be a man of God, giving Elisha food. Very soon, Elisha will come to town again, branch by there, and this woman will give Elisha food. That's what you what you see in Second Kings chapter four. After a while, the woman said, "This man is a man of God. Let's." Anytime he comes, maybe he can even stay overnight. Let's make a room for him. So Elisha was enjoying. Elisha decided to say, well, this woman has been blessing us. What can we do for him, for her? And the servant of Elisha said, well, I I don't see any baby, any children around here. Maybe she, she has no child. Oh, let's pray. We can do that. We can pray for her. So they prayed. Elisha called the woman and said, by next year, you have a baby. Oh, he said, man of God. We have prayed and prayed for them, forget about it, don't deceive us. But the woman had a baby, so she started reaping. Cast your bread upon the waters. So good, and that good will come back to bless you. So the woman had a baby, just like the prophet prayed for her. Many years passed, maybe five years, seven years, The baby was growing up a young boy. One day. The baby went to the to his father, and they were where they were reaping, and the baby was saying, my head, my head." So carried the baby back to the mom. You can read the old story there, Second Kings that you are reading, from verse uh, 16. I'm just telling you, I'm just paraphrasing it. You can keep on reading that. So they said, carry the baby to the mom, and the baby finally died, seven year old or eight year old, died. And the woman ran to the prophet, who lived so many for another city. The story ended up in the fact that when she came to the prophet, the prophet knew that something must be wrong. If this woman can't run this time, something must be wrong. And the prophet had to go back to the place and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed until the Lord answered and the baby was revived. The baby was revived. And that fulfilled what the Lord Jesus Christ said. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. Matthew chapter 10, verse 41. Put that up. Cast your bread upon the water, is what we are saying. And thou shalt find it after many days. Give a portion to seven and to eight. For thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. Praise the Lord. In summary, do good wherever you find yourself, and the good that you have done shall come back to bless you. Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians chapter nine verse six, another Bible verse I want you to keep in mind. Second Corinthians chapter nine verse six. Put that up, please. Second Corinthians chapter nine verse six. Paul was more or less exhorting us that when you say you are sowing. Think of if you have a field, you have a field and you want to sow some corn. When I was was back in Africa, I used to do that because I suddenly found that in front of my small apartment was an open space. So something come to my brain, I say, wait a minute, if I have an open space, maybe I can just plant corn. And I saw the people with with caterpillars just moving, equipment, they were moving, for the, for a big farm. I said, can you help me just plow this little place? I said, okay. They run it around, so I planted some few corn. And then, the, I remember this Bible verse. He said, if you plant just a little handful, then you leave just a little handful. Amen? But if you say well, with this few, 10 by 10, I can actually put in a whole lot of corn then you have a bountiful reward. That's what he's saying here. He that planted sow sparingly, you will reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully. Praise the Lord. But in all these things, he's saying whatever we sow is what we are going to reap. The same with the blessing, with the blessing you want from the Lord. The Lord washes over us as his children and he's looking to see how your heart is with him how is your heart with the Lord how is your heart with the Lord if you give your heart to the Lord just partially and say well don't go to this small room that is my private room you don't want God in that small in that area then you are limited you are limiting God it's like sowing and then you reap just sparingly too but when you give everything to Jesus give your life to him then he will take control of your life. Amen. I always, when I try to preach to people, I say, if you give your life to Jesus, you know why in the days in Africa, many of us that are here, many of us are Africans, there are some people that are trying to protect their life with voodoo, with charms, because they think, well, even though they go to church, but they think they still have to keep their life through some other ways of the world. And i always tell you that if you give it all to jesus then jesus can behold you and say let's see which of these devils can kill this one now and that is how you give it all to him then because he has given his all to you you give your all to him you will see that he can keep your all but if you only give him partial you hardly can you most likely won't take that partial because you have to give Him all if you want to receive his all if you so sparingly you will live sparingly if you sow bountifully you will reap bountifully but bear in mind the word of god says whatsoever we sow we shall also live so my admonition today is what so good so good seed so that you can reap bountifully praise the lord osir chapter 10 verse 12 let me wrap up with that verse 12 said Sow to yourselves in righteousness, and reap in mercy. Sow to yourselves in righteousness, and reap in mercy. That is in line with the story of Jonathan I just gave to you. Jonathan was sowing into the life of King David when they were just young men. He was sowing righteousness. Jonathan's father wanted to kill David, but. Jonathan himself loved David that he was sowing righteousness, blessing David, showing him how to escape from the death that uh, King Saul wanted to kill him. That is sowing righteousness. But when the time comes, he lived in mercy. Mercy for his son that was crippled. Mercy for his son, because there was a time they wanted to kill all the sons of Saul for whatever Saul did, King Saul did. But David spared the son of Jonathan. There are many stories in the Bible like that. Sow to yourself in righteousness and you will reap in mercy. Praise the Lord. When you sow righteousness, God will make sure that you are reaping. So the summary of it is, whatever we sow, that shall we reap. Sow righteousness and you will reap mercy. Praise the Lord. Shall we just stand up? I want you to make it short. Because we have heard a sermon this morning, almost a sermon, the first beginning of this discussion in... In the, in the discussion, we talk about righteousness and all that. But I want us to just make it. Remember, what we sow is what we. Are. Let us pray, pray. Talk to the Lord yourself. If you have a heart that is doing whatever you like, remember to sow righteousness, to sow good things into the life of others or into the life of your children. When you are building up, you can even think of that. We are uh, dedicating a child today. Everything you are doing to those children, you are sowing into their lives. You are sowing into the life of all those children. It's an investment. That's what sowing is. It's an investment. Look to you that, well, it's investment that is necessity because you are, the, you are responsible for these children. But I've noticed that in this, I mean, in this country alone, many people have not invested much into their children. By the time they are out of high school, talk to many young people, and their parents are not even thinking of college. But you know, when you put that as part of your responsibility to guide them out, they can go to college, you are putting in investment. After they leave college, you may begin to see the fruit of your labor. So to yourself in righteousness. So invest, it's investment of time, investment of money, when you are listening to students. investment of character that you are building in them is part of investment. They will come back and be thanking God for you. They maybe they want to be taking care of you when you are old. So you remember, sow to yourself righteousness. So sowing and reaping is in everything of our life. Whatever you are doing, you are sowing. You are investing in somebody. You are investing in some future. And Solomon said, Cast your bread upon the waters, it shall meet you down the road. If you are casting bad seed, that bad seed is what you're going to reap. If you are casting on the water good seed, righteousness, character, that is what you're going to reap down the road. Even when you are building up children, whatever you are building in them, it will come back to pay dividend down the road. Amen? So talk to the Lord now as we wrap it up. So you now see the. The dimension we are taking the scriptures, talk to the Lord. Lord, help me, Lord, that let me do good. Let me help. Let me, let me be investing into lives. Let me be investing righteousness into people. Let me be investing not just to the children, even all the people around you. You are investing something into everybody that crosses your path. You are investing something. You are sowing seed. And if you better sow good seed, because you may meet that seed the fruit of that seed down the road many years later. You may meet the fruit of that seed down the road many years later. Life has already taught us that. Life has taught us that that what you did you may say, well I did it way in Africa. I never hope I will never meet that fellow again. You might run into the person in the street or his son or his grandchildren. And there have been stories and stories and stories like that. I said, well you yeah, remember that Somebody told me about that. You did that to my father, to my father's sister, and then you'll be reaping be, be the reward of what you sow, whether good, whether bad. Talk to the father. Lord, help me to always remember that, that whatever I'm doing in life, I am sowing a seed. I am investing in the future. If I don't reap it, my children may reap it. It may be my grandchildren that will reap that reward. So help me, Lord, to always do good, to always sow good seed in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Talk to the Father. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your compassion. Open our hearts to your word. Help us to sow good and sow good seed. Cast our bread upon water, because we are going to meet that bread down the road. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ we pray. Praise the Lord.